Welcome to We're Listening to Podcast, a community where all voices are heard. I'm your host, Rob Cook. Join me for a lighthearted show about the human experience with live conversations, discussions, and interviews of some of the newest to the most established 3P practitioners from all over the world. So no matter if you've known the three principles for years or you're new to Daily Insights, we hope each episode will inspire you to demonstrate a community where all voices are heard. Welcome to today's episode. Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone back. Yes, we are back from a long holiday vacation with our first episode of this year. And boy, is it an amazing one. Um, I had met a client years ago and and through that client, I kind of got accustomed with her family and her sister was an author, an amazing one. She was a coach. And we got on the phone and we were talking and she referred this book to me. And the way she raved about this book, I bought it on the conversation. And holy crap, I'm going to be clean at the beginning of 2023, (laughs) y'all. I'm going to start out clean. Um, This book was amazing. I just truly, truly enjoyed it. So before we even get into that, I just want to tell you, this episode is going to be so fun. Uh, And we will talk about this book, but I want to introduce to some and maybe not to many because she's she's doing a lot in the community. Maria Olive Wood. Hello. Hi, Rob. Thank you so much. (laughs) What a gorgeous introduction. Oh, what a gorgeous um, first introduction as well to you, you know, (laughs) getting an opportunity to to learn uh, a little bit about you as a human being from the way that you, you know, wrote the book. Um, but before we get into it, let, let me do this. Let me, let me take, uh, cause I'm super excited. <laughs> so <laughs> let me slow down and take a, take a minute to just introduce yourself to the community. Um, mm-hmm. I will, will say that we are kind of getting more outreach. So there are new listeners here that are coming along that don't have any idea what we mean when we say the three principles and things like that. So uh, explain it to them in a way where they could connect and, and, and you know, find you if it, if it resonates with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Um, so, yes, I'm Maria Eilifwood. I live in the UK. Um, if you stick a pin in the middle of England, um, you're very close to where I live in, in Leicester. Um, so that's how you find me geographically. Um, I've been a coach for a long, long time, long before I knew anything about the principles. So I work with leadership with leaders, with leadership teams. Um, I work with coaches and help coaches to be better coaches. I'm a coach supervisor in the um, official professional coach community. And um, I wrote my first book in 2013, which is about coaching. It's called Coaching Presence, um, which I wrote and finished just before I was introduced to the principles. And um, almost 10 years later, um, I published a cage mine. I, I started writing it about four years ago and I published a cage mind. And um, in the last couple of years, I've also helped writers um, write their books, publish their books, um, anything related to writing and publishing. Um, I started doing that. And that was a complete surprise to me. It was never on my agenda to do that. So still doing the leadership coaching still doing the coach supervision and I'm helping writers. <laughs> it's <laughs> a busy life. <laughs> yeah, no, I love it. And, and what I love about it 
so much is again like i was saying before we started recording is the book of cage mind is pretty much your life in a sense or, or parts of it large parts of it, parts of it um where you go through and you just tell the story hmm. and you, you know the old narrative of there's three sides to a story. There's your version, my version, and then the truth, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or or in, in law enforcement, we would always, we were always taught to listen to a story um, for certain things to come out and to point guilt here or there. But I love the way you were telling the stories because you were just telling them. It was as if you weren't trying to make yourself in a good light or a bad light, mm. just telling the story. Yes. Was that intentional? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, well, kind of. Um, the way that I write, I, I try and write from my own voice. I try and write the truth, truth to me, my truth. Um, and um, what happened is, as I started writing, I was writing for class. You mentioned uh, Jules Swales, who's my, you didn't mention her by name, but Jules Swales is my um, writing teacher. Um, oh, you know, I want to put people's business out, but now we said it. <laughs> I love you, Jules. Okay. Yes, definitely. Um, so I was writing pieces for class and I noticed a theme coming through okay. in my writing and I and I carried on writing and I realized that there was a book coming through. And it's almost like I didn't I didn't have a say in what I was writing. I couldn't write anything else. Like this is what was coming coming through. But what I wanted to be really clear about. Um, because you write the pieces and then you do a lot of editing before you put, put a book out into the world. And what I really wanted the book to show was what life is, what it's really like, what my, what my life was really like. And I, I didn't want it to be all shiny. You know, people um, come across the principles and yes, it changes your life. It completely changes your life. But we still experience all the ups and downs. Mm -hmm. And and there can be a tendency to focus just on all the ups and all the positives and forget that life is still this normal up and down experience. So I really wanted it to be real. That's what I wanted it to be. And so even in all the editing, I wanted I was really careful to make sure that it was still real. Yeah, I, I, I love that so much. And it, it points to to something I've seen happen in a different way for me is, you know, um, you, you live your life in a way that you want people to think you're strong and they can depend on you. Well, that turned to people not thinking I had problems. Mm -hmm. And it created a disconnect. Mm -hmm. So I, I love how you said that. Like, no, I wanted to show the ups and the downs. Yes, I am healed. Yes, I, I have an abundance that I enjoy for life now. True statement. Yeah. But I don't want to ever, you know, paint a picture or tell a story or, or write a book that says I wasn't there, though. And, and so I, I really, really, really love that part um, in the book. And if you haven't heard it through through the small, you know, pieces or here as we've been saying, the book is A Cage Mind. Um, it's raved about. Steve Chandler said it's heartbreaking, real, and inspiring. Um, Jules, since we brought her up, she said, this is a new genre of self-help writing. It takes the reader through the writer's own personal experiences to show the healing journey. It's written and true and honest, you know, shows a myriad of twists and turns. Um, she's learned and she has went. A must read if you are human. That's the book. 
it's a must read if you're a human, you mm -hmm. know, the last self-help book you'll ever need to read again. Um, and I was really conscious as well that I didn't want it to be like a traditional help self-help book. I didn't want it to be um, a book where you go to read to find all the answers. I really trusted in the fact that in sharing my stories, people will be able to read it and they will have insights for themselves. So, so it, you know, I do at the very beginning, I do a very brief introduction of the principles because I hope that people who don't know anything about the principles will, um, will read it and will look at that and say, okay, what, you know, what are they? I'm talking about the principles that the, this understanding has changed my life, but it didn't, you know, Sid, Sid has amazing books. The Pranskys have amazing books. Dick and Bettinger and Natasha Swerdloff have got amazing books that explain the principles. I didn't want to do that. Yeah. I wanted to really clearly show the difference that it's, that it's made in my life, that this is what it was like before and this is what it's like now. And the other thing that I really wanted to make clear is it's not the principles that made the difference in a way in that the principles have been operating all along. And so some of the some of the things that have happened to me and some of the shifts that have happened to me um, were happening before I came across the principles. All the principles did was give me a language with which to explain it and understand it yeah. and changed my focus of what I was looking at in my life, yeah. what I was paying attention to in my life. So all of that can happen without any understanding of the principles. Yeah. But but just having that language to use just helped me so much. Oh, I love that. Because it, it, it's the, I, I say sometimes it's kind of like, you know, you have a heart and you know it's beating. But then one of the fun, I mean, funnest type things I would love to do as a kid was when I went to the doctor, listen to the heartbeat in the stethoscope. Mm -hmm. Like I knew it, I knew it was in there. But when I kind of heard the beat, I knew mm. it was in there. Yeah. So that's kind of the same thing you're saying. The principles have been, they're the spiritual truth of, of since our existence. Mm. So whether I was aware of it or not, it was always doing yes. this thing. It was there even then. I just was, like you said, not able to communicate it. Uh, so are you writing now? I'm always writing. Always writing. Okay, well, <laughs> I don't want to, I don't want to spoil anything that's coming out. I'll frame it like this. Like, being that the the book, I think, and maybe I could be wrong, and you can correct me if so, but the book seemed like it's doing very well and getting and getting some amazing engagement uh, for you. What now kind of lights you up about about talking or or speaking or coaching? Like, what is it now? Um, having put this product out in the way that you wanted and and get mm -hmm. the the reception as such, what what now? Yeah. One of the things that's really caught my attention just recently, one of the things that happened while I was writing the book is quite often I would be writing a story and I would have insights while I was writing. And that's that's really fascinating to me. There's, there's one um, in there, it's just called foot. Like I never would use that word in the past. And while I was writing on the page, that is the literally exactly as it came out. So one of the few pieces that didn't get edited because it was a real live insight happening in the moment when that happened. And, and that insight, you know, I didn't, I knew that something had happened. I knew there'd been a shift in me, um, but I, it's only when I look back that I see how 
just writing that one small piece, that one small, small section, liberated something inside of me, which I still don't really have words for. And I was doing a podcast with Linda Pettit just recently, Linda Sandor Pettit, and she we started talking about insights. And what, what I'm really fascinated with in the minute, and I've really been paying attention to, is how insights work. Because a lot of times, you know, when, you, when you're in a group or you, you're in a, uh, uh, doing something in a community with the three Ps and, you know, hit, a lot of people say, oh, I've just had an insight, blah, 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 blah. And, and all the words come out. And what's really clear to me is the words are not the insights. I mean, Sid said it so many times, don't listen to my words. You're looking for, uh, you know, for something that's within. And I was doing a um, 3PGC webinar last night and in um, The Enlightened Gardener, I found two amazing descriptions of people having insights, which I'd not really paid attention to before, but something, it's like when you have an insight, you feel something change within you but you don't necessarily have words for it. And you know that you changed, but you don't know how. That's how some of the insights work. But then there's other things where, where the things that have happened in my life that I know I must have had an insight for that to be different, but I have no clue what the insight was that <laughs> yes. that, that created it. You know, so, so I get, I'm really, really fascinated about this at the minute about understanding more deeply about the transformational aspects of an insight without you having to do all the work at it, without needing the words for it. I just find it so fascinating. Oh, I love that. Cause that's the, that's the playground I like living on. So for me, um, when I have an insight, that first piece I talk about, like you said, it's kind of like my um, dusting off the stereo before I start playing the music. Because mm -hmm. the, the, the inside is toward the catalyst that sparked me initially, because mm -hmm. I'm human. Mm -hmm. in a sense. So, so it's not really the depth. It, it's just what I could see right now. Yeah. But an insight transforms the way I see. So the next couple days or experiences are going to be completely different. That's what mm -hmm. I'm open and waiting to see and like, okay, let me see how. So you're right. I I can see things after an insight where I'm months down the road and I may not know it was directly related to that, but I know I'm supposed to see things like this giving that I had an insight. Yes. It's almost like an expectation of something going. Roof, roof. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. kind of like I expect that now. I'm I'm more attuned to hear that now I shouldn't be in the same rhythm and speed that I was a year ago. It should almost in a sense. That's what's coming to my mind. Yeah, it's really funny because we do we, we kind of go chasing insights a bit. Yeah, like it's, yeah, it's that's thing, what I mean. Yeah. And I remember a few a, a few months back now because I have a regular conversation with Dickon, and um, kind of having a conversation with them, feeling a feeling like a bit like I've plateaued. You know, I haven't been having any insights very very you know. Uh, very recently and then what happened is I went to see um, Bill Pettit at a conference and I'm sat listening to Bill Pettit with tears pouring down my face 
not really knowing what exactly it was that was going on, but knowing something really big was happening to me in that moment. And I'm not, you know, even now I can't be, be specific about what it was, but I know with all the experiences that I've had um, in the interim, that that made a huge impact on me. You know, there's been so many times when I've been in situations where I know I am being different yeah. and I can link it to that. Now, sometimes I can't link it to an insight, but I remember my first 3P insight, which was the first time I went to see Dickon. And it wasn't until I wrote about it for A Cage Mind that I realised the significance of that particular insight. Oh, wow. Okay. Because what happened for me is I didn't understand what insights were, um, didn't really know what, uh, you know what had happened. I felt something shift in my chest. But uh, a couple of days later, it's like I've completely forgotten about. You know, I had this, I had this feeling, I had this experience. Tick, okay, let's move on to the next thing. And when I was writing it, and it's in um, Pond Scum and Butterflies, I started writing about that moment and I suddenly realized the depth of the insight and that's one of the other things that I'm really interested in at the minute it's like when I go back to the moment of an insight I'm not going back to the moment of the insight I'm experiencing that place where the insight came from again yeah Yeah. and 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 that's just gorgeous oh absolutely it is (laughs) It, it absolutely is. And like you said, once you get there, what you decide to do from there is totally up to you. I, I am out of the game of telling you what results we're going to get. Like, I don't know if you're going to have a mansion and three, three sports cars and, and yeah. a million dollar bank account. I have no clue. But I do know looking into this direction gives you a well-being and a, a, a sense of gratitude. Just, just for the whole experience that some of those things may not even be important given the opportunity that you can't get them. So yeah. it's, just a, it's just a different experience of life. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I don't argue with people who want to have a divisive field when like if that's up to you, like, you know what I mean? I'm just saying you don't have to. Yeah. You don't have to, you know. Um, anything that that in the book that kind of, Cause I do want to, I want to, I want to kind of highlight, I'll let you look if you can find some, but if there's mm-hmm. anything in the book that jumps out to you, we'll read through it and kind of discuss it for a minute. And while you look for it, I'm going to define what an insight is in a, in a way. So people. <laughs> Good luck with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm going to try to do it very, very quickly. And, and. But an insight to me um, is one of those times when you have something that it's the same and nothing about it particularly has changed externally, but something has happened internally that that situation looks completely different to you. And at that point, your behaviors really just can't even be the same almost. It's an awareness that really changes how we move as human beings, realizing that uh, a big insight that I had once was realizing I was taking the story of my trauma and misusing it for my life. 
I was taking all the things that had happened to me bad or I felt were wrong or unjustified or whatever the case may be. And I was allowing them to weigh me down versus seeing that y'all heard me say this before the game we're playing is life. If I'm awake and alive, I got an opportunity. I could go. I'm, I'm in. I'm still in the game. It's not over. You know, and it was like, well, wait, if the game isn't over, what do I do with all this stuff? Mm-hmm. The insight was that didn't happen to you. That is not the worst abort. That's not how you need to, you know, see that. The insight was, what if I use that to remind me of how strong I am? Mm-hmm. Because I had to listen to make it through those. These are life or death situations that I made. I had to listen. Wasn't anything special about me. Wasn't, you know, so the insight was, no, your your trauma is your resilience. It's why I talk about it so much. It's my lived experience. Kind of like, again, that's what so attracted me to the book, the way you told the story. And it's just to be honest, the way I'm going to write mine. (laughs) (laughs) Through stories like that, that it happened. You know, and and once I saw something else, I start responding different. Like I have stories of cussing my neighbor out, and then mid sentence after cursing him out, going shit, shit, I'm not listening to you. Give me a hug, give me a hug, man, give me a hug. <laughs> you know, and him like, man, you're crazy. And we come up and we have a beautiful conversation. Like that's my life, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, no, I I love that. But did you find something in the in the book? Or I did quickly. Add, anything you want to add to insights? Yeah. Well, this this one actually, um, it's funny. I, I I kind of trust. I mean, I, I know we talked earlier, and I, and there was one that came to mind. But I opened the book, and another one um, came up. And this this one is actually a description of an insight that happened. Oh wow! What number are we on? Where are we at? Uh, page one hundred and twenty six, right. and it's I step out of the cage. Go ahead. I'll let you read it. All right, okay. So I step out of the cage. Nothing happened today, well, nothing visible to the naked eye, yet it will shape the rest of my life. I was at Dickens' house in Lacona, Washington, on the coast of the Pacific Ocean. Dick and Bettinger, my friend and mentor. Nothing on the inside can hurt you, he said. Autumn sunshine streamed into the room. Thirteen other people dissipated like a mirage in the desert and I was left alone on an upright padded recliner in this warm and cosy lounge. Hummingbirds were frozen in mid-flight on the sugary feeder hanging outside the large patio window. My body became one with the cosmos. I melted into the spaciousness, the vastness, the universal allness words cannot explain. My eyes were closed, yet more open than ever. I was aware of nothing and everything all at the same time. My heart brimmed with something far greater than the word love can describe, but love is the only word that comes close. Dickens' voice hummed in the background. My thoughts can't hurt me, I said to myself. My eyes, fueled by emotion, had overflowed with healing waters. I welcomed the tears that ran smooth and unchecked down my cheeks. As they left my body, something else left with them, something toxic, dark and sinister, that had inhabited, inhibited and distorted my life, something I'd carried with me for as long as I can remember. I felt purified and energized, drained, empty and sated all at the same time. I was alive in a way I never had been before. 
Freedom had come into view, no longer hidden beyond a horizon. Spaciousness revealed itself in my chest, where a rock had lodged itself many years before. A breath, a blessed relief had been sighed, a holding on let go, a door opened, I stepped out of the cage. Wow. Yeah, that was, that was much different than the one we had. Wow, that one was right on point. Uh, what do you feel reading that back now? Like just hearing that right now? I, I feel the enormity of it. I feel the, the hugeness of, of what happened. Um, you know, the, the words are so simple that I heard Dickens say, nothing on the inside can hurt us. But I felt it, and, I, and reading it again, I felt it so powerfully, the truth of it. Yeah. And it's the, it's, I guess it's the truth of the state sentence that was the insight as opposed to the sentence itself. And then that experience of everything disappearing around me, of, you know, nobody moved, you know, everybody just carried on doing, we were at a, um, doing a programme with them. The, the room stayed the same, Every, all the people stayed the same, but there was just something felt so powerful that everything else disappeared and I kind of blended into everything and then come back. And it's like, just come back a changed person. Yeah. That's an insight. <laughs> That's <laughs> an insight. Yeah. Well, Maria, I thank you so much um, for for coming on and, and sharing the cage mind with us and, and what's passionate and happening with you now. Um, I'm gonna leave the, the audience with you though. Um, so if you could, you know, share where they could find you if there is a place um, for those mm -hmm. writers and, and people who are looking for a coach. And then just share with this, you know, last few remarks that are on your heart. Uh, about today and, and just, you know, the thing we've been talking about insight. And again, thank you so much for, for this, for this, this project. Thank um, you. Yeah, yeah, and you'll take us out. Yeah, lovely, thank you very much. Um, so thank you so much, Rob. It's been a really lovely conversation. I've really appreciated the opportunity. Um, if you want to find me as a coach, if you're a leader or a coach, the best place is fromquiet.co.uk, that website. If you want to find me as um, a writer, um, then that's um, ilive-wood.co.uk. I'm on LinkedIn. I'm on Facebook. I, 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 think, I think the thing that I would want to leave people with is that insights happen when we least expect them. Like if we go looking for insights, even if we have them, we miss them because we're looking for something in particular. And I think if we let go of the idea of what an insight is, we're much more likely to have insights that transform us from the inside. And we're all susceptible to them. <laughs> Nobody is immune from an insight. <laughs> and that's just... So lovely to know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to today's episode. For more information about the podcast, please go to 3pgc.org. If you're looking for more information about how to become a practitioner or you want to be featured on the show as a new, fresh voice in the principles, send us an email at info at 3pgc.org 
We'd love to hear from you. Knowing there is no end or limitation, nor are there boundaries to the human mind, have the day you deserve.